Hello, 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 hello everybody. Welcome to Afro Saya, the Afro Latino podcast. It's been a while, I know, I know, and we have a lot to talk, a lot, believe me, a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, actually today when the podcast is being released, um, I have to say happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Afro Saya. <laughs> Welcome to, to Afrosaya. Afrosaya. Okay, so today in our show we have a lot to talk, but I mean, I cannot move on without saying thank you and saying thanks to a lot of people, especially to my Patreon supporters. Um, without you guys, my literally podcast will never exist. I mean, it will, but... It was with your monthly contribution that you actually made possible that this podcast continue. And now we have reached our like 10,000 downloads. So thanks to your contribution, monthly support, we were able to sustain the, the podcast in our hosting. So now we have uh, 10,000 downloads. Uh, if you haven't downloaded our podcast or you don't know where to download yet, let me tell you, go and visit afrosaya.com, afrosaya.com. Also, you can uh, download our podcast on your favorite app podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. So just Google it. Google it, loca. <laughs> Enamoré de ti en un día y no sé por qué hiciste renacer mi vida. Okay, so I have to say thank you, Terry Boyd. Thank you so much, Paola Loaiza. Thank you so much to my hubby, hubby, Sean Duncan. And thank you so much uh, to Sharon Barnett. Thank you very much, guys, for your contribution. $5 monthly. That was, like, amazing and impressive. So thank you so much. We also have $3 monthly support. Thanks to Sarah, Cisa. Edson Perez, Ron, and Alvaro Justiniano. So thank you so much, guys, because without your contribution, once again, we, we couldn't be in there and our podcast couldn't exist on the platforms and pretty much everything, you know, will die. So, so far, we are really good on downloadings because we have a lot of people listening to us. Uh, we have a lot of people reaching out on Facebook as well and going to our website, which is very important because if we keep our website alive so we can actually marketing probably later, right? So I don't know. So just keep, you know, supporting us. We have a lot of things that we want to continue sharing with you. Um, I know our voices were a little lower this past uh, four months, but believe me, our voices will never go silent. And this is what I wanted to ensure you that our voices will never ever be silent. And it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Like it's been going on a lot of things that we want to really address and talk about it. But um, we want to do it from our perspective, right? So we wanted to do it from Afro Saya and from Afro Latino perspective. So first, I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. It's it's a little like to me, it is 
uh, confusing and sometimes shocking going into the happy thing because if you translate that to the language that I knew before uh, going into the English language, happy means feliz and feliz has a lot of meaning into it. It's something that makes you um, excited, right? So it's something that um, causes you to be in a place that, um, you know, you don't need much of of meanings perhaps, right? I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense of it. But what I want to say is that happy Thanksgiving is not really happy to everyone, especially to our Native Americans who's, uh, who, peop- who lost their land. So I understand the whole story behind, like, you know, the pilgrims and a thank you way. But at the same time, I mean... um. We all who are living in this land, we are pretty much not honoring uh, what it's supposed to be, honoring the land, right? So I grew up in a country where land means a lot. And especially on August, there's a lot of celebration to the land. And I grew up like thinking on that, like Pachamama, Mother Earth, needs a renewal. And she needs also like, you know, th- th- this is a tradition on the Native American, so... I don't want to go deep into that, but uh, there is a meaning for everything that you do in, 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 in this planet. And everything you you take away from Earth, you have to give it back. So I grew up in that sense. So for me, Thanksgiving me more like, let's give back to the land that we all share today. Like we have water, we have food. Um, so that's my meaning of Thanksgiving. But also it's a meaningful part between families uh, because this is the only holiday that I will say it's not really marketing or commercialized in terms of you have to get something in order to celebrate this, like Halloween or Christmas or New Year's, New Year's or um I don't know, other holidays that we could celebrate, but not all holidays are the same as well. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone who is honoring this land and happy Thanksgiving to everyone who is giving back to Mother Earth what she's been giving us. So to that sense, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. And I want to also say thanks to all my friends who have been listening to the podcast, who've been sharing the podcast between their friends as well, like in emails or just by voice, by vocal. Mouth to mouth is the best um, marketing that I can get from. So thank you again for, for hanging out in there. So the podcast, once again, wouldn't grow or grow or continue growing if it wasn't for your uh, monthly contribution and also for your downloads. Um, um, yeah, so this podcast is dedicated uh, to talk about the Afro-Latino identity, and it was born in the idea of sharing the identity of Black people from Bolivia. So we will be going back to those roots, but we are in a kind of like internationally view right now. And also wanted to talk about what's happening here at home or in the new home, which is Los Estados Unidos or United States of America. So we're going to be sharing a few things that it's been going on. And I actually wanted to know, like, if you actually are Latino or a person of color and you're listening to this podcast. So if you can share with me your thoughts and ideas or what you're thinking. So you could go, you could visit, visit afrosaya.com or you could visit uh, our Facebook page, which is Afrosaya as well. And just leaving some comments on that, because today I actually want to talk about 
the impeachment process. And one of my ideas is like, do Latinos care about it? Like, do we care about this impeachment process? Like, what it represents to us? Um, yeah, I don't know. So I have I have a, p- a few articles that I want to share with you on that perspective. And if you have some other articles that I can reach out and read through, that would be amazing. If you can share with me, I can also share with other people. But, you know, this is the idea of democracy out there because we see like on action in different levels and in different ways. Uh, and to me, impeachment is very interesting. Um I I haven't seen the impeachment, for instance, from uh, Bill Clinton, that a lot of people are talking about it. And a lot of media actually go back to, to that idea of impeachment. So I haven't had any direct mm, experience with impeachment, but now I'm feeling it. And I'm like, mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much it's affect me anyway. So, um, we're trying to impeach this president, which is the 45th president of the United States of America. Um, I mean, he's been saying things very crazy about Latinos, about women, about media, but he's not been impeached for any of these things. He's been impeached for asking a favor to a different leader in another country, uh, which is not even like, you know, an American country. So I don't know as Latino, once again, how much does it affect me? Uh, when when the president said things about, for instance, our brothers and sisters from Mexico, like they are rapists or they are criminals. Okay, that affect me, right? Why he cannot be impeached for that thing? Like why he can freely say those things? I mean, this is a free country anyways, but I don't know. It's just like the idea of impeachment doesn't really resonate with me like it's not something that I'm like yeah let's impeach him or you know let's remove him from office because if that happened uh who's gonna be the next uh and 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 in the democracy that we're living in um it seems to be that it's gonna be Mike Penn maybe I don't know so um I don't know this is the idea that I have um and I'm gonna go over an article, and I'm actually going to summarize very quickly about it. And then we're going to talk about the uh, candidates for the Democratic Party who are running currently. Uh, So I'm checking at the New York Times website. So I'm going to be looking at who is in the race. And I'm going to just give my perspective about it. So if you want to hang out with me on on those two topics today... um, please do so. We're going to stay for the next uh, 20 minutes uh, or so. So yeah, get comfortable. This is Afro Saya. I have a music. I have music for you to share. Of course, this is Afro Saya and we have to share the beautiful, amazing Saya music. So here it comes.
my God. This music is just amazing. Like, in the mornings when I'm going to work, I played on my car. So I'm like, okay, this is the energy that I need for the day. So I hope this music also helps you uh, through your day and kind of reminds you that the world is very diverse. You know, the world is the world, the planet, the universe is is bigger than what's happening around us. And sometimes could be very, very stressful, like the impeachment process. <laughs> okay, let's go to the impeachment thing. Um, I'm actually looking at a website called latinodecisions.com. And they posted an article on October 15, 2019 by Tom Scholar. And... He is talking about how much Latinos are involved in this process. And he is actually going back to a research or a survey that it was going on around um, about the Latino perspective. And Univision conducted a survey about that. And um, they asked if Latinos, you know, care about it <laughs> or if Latinos will support any uh, democratic candidate who is, you know, to push maybe or support the impeachment process, I guess that's the best way. So according to this research, there is very, very low uh, support of the Latino community at the time that the uh, survey was conducted, which was in, U- in June, June, Junio. Maybe I wanted to say Junio, but uh, June. So it was in June and uh, some of the Latinos were saying, yeah, let's go for it. I'm going to back up whoever is the uh, running uh, for president um, as long as supporting this impeachment process. Um, but it wasn't significantly large, the number. Uh, to that, I have to say, in the mornings as well, I listen to the news every morning. My favorite podcast is NPR. Um, I hear here and now every morning. So for the past week, and even before the impeachment process started, they haven't interviewed any single Latino or journalist who is Latino who can bring a perspective from a Latino perspective. What I'm saying is that I know this is an American issue. I know I get it. So it's not like we're black, we're women, we're Latinos, but there is a demographic sense out there that also needs to be represented. And as I said, if our voices are not out there, um, we have very little connection for what's happening, right? So if in your school, 70% of students are Latinos and your teachers are mostly white uh, Caucasians, male, you know, you lose the representations of that community in in the education aspect. I'm not saying it's nothing wrong with that, but it's just limiting the um, amount of diversity and and the perspectives of other people's voices. So that's what I'm thinking of it. So if we don't invite people to these platforms, like the NPR, who is like the big mama here. So we don't have the voice and actually doesn't influence as much as other people will talk. So if uh, an African-American is out there doing this analysis, I could resonate with and say, yes, you know, our communities are vulnerable and we need to have more representations out there and see what we think. But I haven't, I haven't heard any. So it's very hard for me to really 
see if this topic of impeachment is even like something I want to support. So I don't know, 37% of the time we're saying that uh, somewhat, somewhat there. 29% were like, yeah, we're going to back up the candidate who supports impeachment. Uh, but they are very optimistic, especially this report is saying like, oh, now more than 50% of the Latino voters are saying, yes, we're going to kind of like support the impeachment process. But I haven't heard. I have a lot of friends who are Latinos and... In our conversations, the impeachment process or the impeachment thing, it, it doesn't even come up. So I think it is also a conversations that we need to have at home or in our circle of friends. So then we can build any uh, sense of a idea and opinion about it. Because, you know, the House of Representatives may have some idea because they hear from constituents, but who are those constituents? Who are those people who call in them? Usually people who are just doing no match or um, it's really the constituents they are representing. Um, so that is what we need to put out there for the impeachment process. So do Latino cares? Uh, do Latinos care about the impeachment process? I don't know. I think that Latinos are worried about different things that are not necessarily the impeachment. Um, maybe the impeachment has to be explained better. I don't know. Maybe the impeachment needs to be energized a little bit more. <laughs> so I don't know. But as Latino voter here in the United States, I think the impeachments to me is not one of my high priorities right now. I really want the U.S. to, and also our government, I want the government to to care more about the environment, that we have a lot of issues right now, especially in California. Uh, I want the government to care more about the uh, economy that we have. Um, I want the government to worry about the crisis that we have, uh, with especially homeless people, especially in California as well. So I think that's my priority right now. So if if the impeachment is a is a topic and we spending our tax on that. So I don't know how much we can, you know, benefit from it because I don't know it was solving the problem from the environment. I don't think so. We're giving solutions to the people who are homeless out there. So that is where I'm coming from. So I really hope that uh, in the, in the next coming weeks, we can have a better idea of what's going to happen from this impeachment process, because we spend in almost like six months, on this process and the Democratic Party is spending all these two years are kind of like finding ways to remove uh, the 45th president. But um, we're coming to, we're going to election elections next year and we're going to segue to that topic right now because yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with impeachment. And if you have an opinion and you want to share with me, please do so. We are in Afro with at uh, afrosaya.com. And also you can email me at afrocontacto at gmail.com. Let me drink water. Okay, sad way. Sad way to the Democratic president. So who is running for the Democratic Party? So we have at least uh, right now, I don't know, a people running. So Joe Joseph, <laughs> Joe Biden is number one right now because he is um, 
the one who has more support so far, it is 27%, according to the NewYorkTimes.com website. Um, then we have Elizabeth Warren with number two. So she's 22% supporters. I don't know. Supporters, uh, national polling average, 22%. And then we have Bernie, Bernie Sanders. And here's my favorite, P. P. Buttigieg, right? Did I say it right? Maybe I know. I Maybe I didn't. Okay. P, Mayor P, sorry if I didn't say right your last name, but P, um, I really like him. You know, he he only has 8% of support uh, or the national average polling support, uh, but I really like him. You know, he's gay, he's young, and yeah, I, I think I'm going to support someone more like that. I don't know. Kamala Harris was my favorite, but, you know, she was just, like, feeling too much, probably confident about, like, oh, I got California, I got this, this, this. Um, But when she talks about something that she's very passionate about it, you can see it. And I haven't seen much on her. Um, So I don't know if she's really still feeling like I can get through this or she's more like, okay, I'm just making, you know, the statement out there, but... If the time comes and I'm not running, okay. So I don't know. I think Mayor P is one of the one of the candidates that I really like. Uh, Bernie, oh my God, Bernie is ideal, right? Bernie is perfect, but I don't know, guys. Bernie is um, okay. Bernie just tweeted something about Evo Morales the other day, or he said something about Evo Morales, and I didn't like it much because. Bernie, you don't know what was happening in Bolivia. I think I, as you know, you know, it's, it's different when you are in a country and you're facing so many challenges. And that's when we're going to move to the next international topic. We're going to talk just a little bit about Bolivia because there is so much to dig into that I'm not ready. I'm not prepared to talk about it. So, <laughs> so just give me a minute on that. Oh, just give me a whole week and then I'll come back to that topic. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the candidates. Yes, so Bernie Sanders is is one of the favorites so far for, for many young people. At least I think, I don't know, I don't want to speak for everyone. Um, but Mayor P, I like him. So I hope he can build more into um, his ideas about, you know, things that I just mentioned, for instance, like environment, uh, the economy, how young people can, you know, entrepreneur work out there. Um, Also, you know, how we can make this country better for everyone. Uh, So I just I just want to hear some more about that from him. Um, I know Elizabeth has great ideas. I mean, she's been campaigning about Medicare. Um, one of the biggest things that she care about it is that. So I think, you know, those are the topics that probably a lot of people care about. But um, I think this is the topic. Like, Elizabeth is tied to something that she's been advocating for a long time. Mayor P hasn't been out there with the big topic yet. And as well as Kamal Harris, Andrew Yan, Amy, Corey, Tom. So I think 
Um, I haven't heard much for uh, Joseph Biden either, so I don't know where he's tied to, but because he's popular doesn't mean that, you know, we should give him the vote. Uh, so I don't know. I really, I'm really conflicting, but this is what is happening in the United States. And I think as Latinos, we should be looking at this because this is going to impact us for the next four years. So... Yeah, mi gente latina, get your life together and let's focus on this, okay? <laughs> okay, finally, 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 before we go, I know this, I've been talking a lot, but uh, Bolivia, oh my God, Bolivia has been going into a political chaos. Evo Morales, who was the favorite of many people for many years, is no longer the president. As today, as you are listening to the podcast, he is living in um, Mexico. Actually, he's in, in El Distrito Federal. Um, and he asked for a refuge, like as a refugee, I guess. I don't know. Asylum, asylum, asylum. Uh, so, but he is in Mexico. And he, the reason why he's in Mexico is because Bolivians were upset at the political uh, results. As you can see, like, democracy has many shapes and forms, and Bolivians were so passionate about it that they defended their vote. And Evo Morales kind of, like, cheated in the vote, and Bolivians were like, that's it. No more. Ya basta. So... Bolivia went into a chaos. I have family back there. So my nephew was like, I'm not going to school, tío. No tengo clases. I'm like, oh my God, it's been a month. And the the the, the interesting thing is that they go to school from February to almost November, which is in North America is different, right? So we go from uh, summer to next summer. So, which is June to May, kind of. So... Yeah, so he's about to finish his uh, high school uh, freshman year, and uh, he's been out of school for a, for a month. So I don't know how it's gonna how's gonna happen this, but uh, yeah. So it was the the country has to stop everything, academically, economically, uh, everything has to stop. Like there was no, like it was in a danger zone for flights, like international flights. Uh, people needed to do different stops before arriving to Bolivia. Uh, the Department of State actually issued a warrant saying, like, don't go to Bolivia. It's dangerous right now. Um, so it was a chaos. Um, I have tons of friends back there, and they've been uh, sharing a few audios and a few information about Bolivia. So um, it, it's a hard process to understand because there was two sides one that really supported Steel Evan Morales and the others that were kind of like against him, um, but in a way that he betrayed. You know, he wanted to be in the government by cheating. And Bolivians were like, no, democracy has told us that when you vote, your vote count. And you just can't say now I'm, you know, the winner of this election. So Bolivians were like, you're out of here, out of here. So he needed to fly out of Bolivia. And now he's in, Mex in Mexico, Mexico, in El Distrito Federal, which is interesting. The other day, a city council member 
ask the city of Mexico City declare Evo Morales like um, a person who is not welcome there. Evo Morales. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little extreme. You know, he may be the worst at cheating, but <laughs> he did good things for the country of Bolivia. And I think, okay, it's just time up. You know, we just need some time to calm down, think about this, and he will be flying back to Bolivia. I'm sure. You know, he is a person who said once, I have nowhere else to go. And I believe he is an indigenous person person who grew up in poverty and he has no ties to any other country or any other like wealth in any other part in the world except in Bolivia. So I believe he will be back to, you know, face justice probably. I don't know. So, but I think that, um, the fact that Mexico opened his uh, doors of the country to have him, uh, I think it was perfect because people were angry, were upset. People were burning houses, like they burned a house for a journalist. Uh, one of the presidents of the public university back in Bolivia, La Paz, it's, his house was burned into flames. Um, some, you know, stupid people burned the public transportations. Uh, that actually was called Los Puma Cataris. The buses, they were gone, 60 of them. Uh, really, really sad to see how, you know, just one political idea can stop the whole country. So I just, I feel like, okay, Bolivians, we got so passionate about democracy that we really stop everything for that. So we can kill for democracy, I guess. <laughs> but I think we should not be that passionate. There are other things that we can be passionate about, like the environment, like protect the environment. Let's be passionate about it. Uh, let's build a better economy for everyone. Let's be passionate about it. Uh, let's be kind one another. Let's, you know, be passionate about it. So anyways, Bolivia's and their chaos. We have more to talk. I'm actually working on um, something, something with my friends. So I hope things will go well and we will have something really, really strong to show you about the uh, Bolivian issue and chaos there. Okay. Oh my God, I talked for like 30 minutes. I really needed this podcast. I really miss my podcast. <laughs> but anyway, so thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This is it. I'm not going to be talking more. Next week, which is going to be, um, oh my God, December. It's December. Okay, I'm going to have the audio of my friend that I told you about it. His name is Ricardo. So we're going to hear that audio. I'm going to do a little intro because you may not be able to hear that podcast on headphones because the audio just got packed up. So we will have to uh, do something. So I'm going to be warning you to listen the podcast in a speaker instead of headphones. Okay. Anyways, that's next week. But um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Eat, eat as much as much turkey as you can. And people were asking me, how do we say Thanksgiving in Spanish? It's el día de acción de gracias. I know it's super long. El día de acción de gracias. And yeah, coma mucho pavo. A engordarse dijo. Okay, family, friends, and everybody. Um, we're going to hang out next week. Okay, bye-bye. Conocimiento. Identidad.